1: The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siskey, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into episode 92 of McCready and Siski powered by rain, total body fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. As we said, we're brought to you by uh, our friends at rain, total body fuel, 300 milligrams of, um, excuse me, 300 milligrams of caffeine, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. You can check them out on Instagram
2: at RainBodyFuel to learn more. Did you know? You know, that I'm going, one I'm going with the harvest grape today. Yes, big fan. But when we started this show, Rain had like 300 followers on Instagram. They're up to like 400 thousand. How about that? Yeah, the power of the podcast. Power bro. of the podcast. It's all uh, podcast.
1: All of our content at MPW Digital is uh, this week is also presented by Twisted Tea you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea, packs a powerful punch, 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, whether you're uh, cheering, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate your game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football, your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences! Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates
2: your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Um, you know, I will, I want to start since it's our show. We can do this. Yeah, I would like. I'm going to give a freebie. Um advertising not that they need it um with a little (laughs) with a little little personal deal here so um first of all my dad i know he's listening today because he has nothing else better to do today (laughs) um friday afternoon you and i were on the phone and my mother was blowing me up and so we've my mother and i have developed this kind of uh she knows that if she calls me and i don't answer the phone Mm -hmm. she won't call me back or text me. I'll just call her when I get off the phone or whatever. But if she calls, hits the old back to back phone call, I know something's something's up. Something's up. So I was on the phone with you. Yep. And I got hit with a back-to-back phone call. We
1: were talking about Yeah. Gotcha. you, Yep. yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And so um I'm immediately all crap. So I call her. So my dad was on was at the lake, was on the back deck at the lake, and was had an issue with the green egg closing. He was gonna fix it. So he moved the green egg; they're heavy. He moved them on on a uh, quite heavy, yeah, very heavy. So he moved them off where they were onto some boards, and then he turned around and he fell through the deck, um, and got wedged right above his between his knee and his uh, waist. Got caught on a deal, but as he was falling back, he reached his arm back because he thought he was going through right, and he got caught with a joist. And as he was falling down, he caught his uh, arm and had you know he's got two displaced fractures in his left arm and his radius and ulna. He's got to have surgery on, on Wednesday. So thinking about you pops. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but here was the amazing thing. He falls through his watch, has an Apple watch. So I'd like to say thank you to Apple. This is in Weedowee. Was the watch on the on the injured arm? I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I didn't even ask him that. But he falls, and this is in Weedowee, Alabama. Okay. Okay. Which is in the middle of nowhere. And the sheriff shows up at the house because he got a notification from the Apple watch that something was wrong. That. And your mom had cool. no idea when nobody, sher- when the sheriff yeah, showed nobody up. Nobody knew what happened. My dad said the, the watch asked him, Hey, are you okay or something? he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. He said something to it, said he was fine, but the sheriff uh, ended up coming uh, anyway. So just how cool is that? Oh, that, it's incredible. You know? So that was, uh, that was pretty it awesome. It made me want to go
1: get an Apple watch
2: i w I'm seriously like I've never I've always been a Fitbit guy. Yeah. That makes me want to go get one. Yeah, no joke. I mean being For serious. For sure. Yeah. 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 So, um, but that's that was really impressive. Technology's awesome. Uh, but he'll be he'll be all right. Uh banged up. He's on some he's on some good uh he's on some good juice. He's got he's got the tabs. He Man, needs some more, I, I but, gotta
1: hope there's a lot of that juice. Yeah. That's a long yeah, that's, he's, that's a deal.
2: He'll end up five days between surgery. I they gotta I put plate and screws in there. Um so five days in between but it could have been a lot. you were worse. afraid
1: he'd done something to his leg too and he
2: he thought he he thought he had hurt his or my mother my dad was as calm you would have never known my dad was hurt when i was talking to him on the phone he just sounded like normal no he was i was like you know what pops was tough pops didn't hey, yeah he didn't just preach it pops is yeah. tough now he made us tough but he but uh i think that house has a uh that's the same house that i fell off the roof off the house has got a curse on the on the on the on the men in the house. Remind right?
1: me if I'm ever anywhere near there to just stay on the ground.
2: Just <laughs> stay on the ground. Uh but no, I'm glad he's doing good. And then uh other personal note, I think you'll like this. I think we're developing a very strong demographic of people. Okay. That listen to our show. I, I'm
1: interested always interested in demographics and analytics. You know that. I study I study our analytics uh pretty frequently.
2: I think we're settling in on a pretty good demographic here. So Um, Friday, uh, neighborhood I live in really cool neighborhood, neighborhood. Um, a lot of, uh, my age and just a little bit younger people that have a lot of similar interest, uh, with kids, the same age and all that stuff. Kids run around. It's like the old fashioned neighborhood, like the eighties neighborhood, man. awesome. Okay. Everybody hangs out, goes to the pool, drink some cold beers. So Friday night, as opposed to hot beers, as opposed to hot ones. Right. Um, Friday night, uh I get home. I don't remember what I was doing Friday. I was doing something. I come home and all everybody's over at like one of our neighbors' house, letting the kids run around play drive their little toys around the, around the street. guys drinking beer ladies having having a couple having a good time in the, in the driveway friday after- Friday evening and my wife sits down and she goes over with the where the wives are sitting, and I'm kind of standing i don't know ten feet away talking to to the neighbors. My wife sits down, and there's a there's an older gentleman there. He's definitely hit the retired age, and he's sitting there. And my wife sits down. And he goes, you know, he's being very nice. He introduces himself and says, mm-hmm. "What's your name?" He, she says, uh, "My name is Aaron Siski." And he, and when you hear your name, even though it said Siski, I kind of was listening to what was going on. He goes, "Really? Like, is your husband's name Tyler?" She goes, "It is." Yeah. I know your husband. It and sounds then, somber. And then she goes, oh, have you ever, you've met him before? She, he goes, I've never met him, ever met him, but I know who he is. <laughs> just like, just like, wow, Rrr. that sounds rough. Then he gets up and leaves. He gets up and leaves the, the deal and goes back to his house. How about that? Yeah, how about that? So he's not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. However. Now, why, what did you get to the bottom of what this is about? He wouldn't say he he did not talk anymore after that. Didn't talk to my wife either. Then the next the next how about that? Day, how about that? Then the next day never met me though. Never even gave me a ch- at least give me a chance to be, I'm I'm Okay, very, so he's probably upset
1: at one of three things.
2: I'm gonna say one of two. What's the third one?
1: Okay, one is he's one of the people who will never forgive you for the binoculars.
2: That was one. Uh two,
1: he'll never forgive you for leaving Ole Miss to go to Alabama to coach with Nick Saban. Isn't that
2: kind of one and the same though?
1: I guess. And then I guess the other would be he's not a fan of some of your behavior here on the show.
2: Yeah, but at least give me a chance to be an asshole, right? Especially if you live in the same neighborhood with me. Wouldn't you think you'd give me a chance? You know, it's
1: funny, uh, the, 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 not to get too down this rabbit hole, but the, the people who have never met you but have decided that they don't like you, there's no changing it. And so you just, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I told you back in the day when Laura and I used to do things in town, we used to go to St. Leo. Um, and sit at the bar and have dinner. It was kind of our fun thing to do. And we were there one Friday night and, um, we were doing this thing where you talk to one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just talking about stuff. And we used to, the, the bartender, uh, Joseph was his name. Great guy. Oh, Joseph. He, uh, he, he runs bar muse now in Oxford, which I've still never gone to. I need to go. Um, anyway we used to just like to watch him i like to watch people who are really good at what they do do stuff like i would go watch people cook if i could okay because the people that are really really good at it i'd love to go watch
2: you know they have a channel for that on tv i I watch
1: it all the time (laughs) i watch more cooking channel and food network than you can imagine because it's just interesting yeah anyway he's great at cocktails and stuff and so i would watch him make and every once in a while be like hey what was that and he'd tell me about it he could tell I was genuinely interested. And, and anyway, on that night, he also knew that I liked the I liked the NBA. And so there was an NBA game on, and someone asked if he would change the channel. And he came over to me and goes, is it okay if I change I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not watching. Do whatever you want to do. And so he flips to a college baseball game. It wasn't Ole Miss, but I can't remember who was playing. And it was fine. I wasn't watching the NBA game. I wasn't watching the college baseball game. I was actually talking to my wife. And – Um, he asked the, this guy asked me, this older guy asked me something about the baseball game. And I said, I'm, I'm not really watching. I'm just hanging out with my wife. So I said, I'm not watching. I I, I don't, I I didn't say, Hey man, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I just said, I'm not really watching. I'm just hanging out. I was chilling. So I, I got up at some point to use the restroom. And when I came back, Laura's acting completely different. (laughs) Oh <laughs> my! Like, what is it she goes nothing nothing what is it i'll tell you later okay so the guy leaves finally he and his wife leave and she goes if i tell you promising i chase him down or something i was like yeah i promise what, what happened and she goes he said he said something about your husband is an asshole Ba- I was like, based off that, and she goes. well, I have to assume that like he listens to your podcast or whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's bound to be probably it. right. Now it's just you, those are the people you can't you can't do anything about. Yeah, that. you know, you just can't do anything this. about that.
2: However, to complete this side of the story, all right. Saturday morning, little Noxy, the older boys, man, they got they went to school for two days, so now they like, they're back to sleep until eleven o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. So Noxy wakes up. He wakes up to crack a dawn. He's up like at seven o'clock. So I asked my wife. I said, Hey, look we're all up and just me, me her and Knox were up so let's go to Waffle House okay so we go to Waffle House it was it was packed and so you have to sit on the chairs on the side right and then while we were sitting there we we're just sitting there talking to my wife in a late 20s early 30s young lady oh yeah there, there with her husband uh-huh says Tyler love the podcast how about that? Look at you. And the husband says, the husband's like, yeah, she's infatuated with it. She watches it all the time. So I don't know. I didn't get your name. Glad you <laughs> listen. But we, we, are, we got a little younger demographic. That's great. Us. You know what I mean? A little, little younger. You know, I've, I've always. A little less sensitive. We I've, only have tough people, mentally tough people that listen to this podcast.
1: I've told people it was a matter of time before one of my podcasts, and it turns out it was the one with you. It was just a matter of time before we shifted from this 96% male demographic to more of a of a strong female demographic, well, watching based our on, show,
2: based on the appearance of the two co hosts, is probably what it is. It's probably what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably, probably definitely one hundred percent what it is. Yeah, bald is back. Oh, bald is beautiful. Bald is back. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, let's roll. All right. I mean, like David Ross, bald. <laughs> no doubt. You know, I mean, hey, it's whatever works, baby. All right. Today is August the seventh, and here, here since as long as they are in business, this group of people <laughs> shall now <laughs> proclamation shall now and forever be re- referred to as the Pack Four. The Pack Four. That unbelievable, is unbelievable. For isn't the rest it? Of the year, they're the Pack Four. It's the Pack Four <laughs> Championship. It's the Pack Four. Everything as long as they have a league, which I don't <laughs> think is going to be very much longer. But. As usual, I don't. I'm sick and tired of talking about the same old stuff that every show talks well, about. <laughs> I mean,
1: th- this is this is wild. Friday was wild. It's like I think that's what you, one of the things you and I were talking about. We're talking about something else totally different, but I mentioned it to you at one point. Just that morning, watching a, a league, not like Conference USA or something like that, a league that is prominent. When you and me were kids, the Pac-10, I guess at the time, yeah. It was a big time league. Yeah, I mean USC and UCLA and Washington and Oregon and Oregon State and Washington State, Cal, Stanford. I mean, there was a certain Arizona, Arizona State. There was a certain allure to it. The damn thing died
2: in a morning, quick. You know what it felt like? that's, that's kind of how I felt when the 2020 recruiting class went the way of the Willie mammoth about from about 8:30 to 9:30 on a Monday morning. All that work out the window. But let's talk about the Pac-4 implosion. Okay. okay. All right. Did you hear Eli Drinkwitz's comments? I did. And that's the that's I saw where,
1: uh, saw where Lane Kiffin just sort of retweeted them and said, um, this is Lane Kiffin, an hour ago, as we take this on Thursday afternoon, he says Monday, it's all, Monday afternoon. Oh, it's it Monday. Jeez. It's, it's been a week <laughs> already. already. Uh, it's all just really sad. So much tradition and rivalry all gone. How are fans and players, families, and all of these sports going to get to these games? This is good. This is good for the student athletes and their mental health. Question mark. Anyone ask them? I hear you, Drink. Wayne Kiffin, who normally likes to sort of uh, troll Eli Drinkwitz, he obviously heard Eli Drinkwitz's comments and said. Drinkwitz said his quote: "I thought the transfer window. I thought the portal was closed." oh, that's just for the student-athletes. And He goes into the same thing that Lane just referenced there, which is – and Drinkwitz said specifically, and he's right, look, football will be fine.
2: That's not the problem. I mean, football – It sucks, but it's not the problem.
1: Football players get on a plane at some point on Friday, and they fly to wherever they're going to play, and they get into the hotel, and they do the meals and some meetings and whatnot – and they get up on Saturday at some point and they go to the stadium and they play the game and they get out of the stadium and back onto the buses and right back to the airport and fly
2: back. So even if it's a long flight. Well, it sucks now. It sucks, but you're back. It takes you about a week to get over it. I've done two. Um, I was trying to think of the longest ones I've had. I know at South Alabama we played in the same season. We played San Diego State at a – like a nine o'clock local kick, something crazy local kick. We got back at nine thirty in the morning mm. and then we played Idaho late and got back at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. And you're having to practice that afternoon. You know, it's it takes you a minute. I mean, first word problems. I'm very grateful for my job, right, enjoyed right. everything we're doing. But here's the problem that here's where I'm frustrated. Okay. Okay. And I'm not forty five minutes in, so I will not rain rage yet, Bob. So here we go. Is people – what Drink said is absolutely 100% correct. What Lane is saying, I did not see Lane's deal. You just read it to me, but that's 100% correct. Football is not the problem here. It's every other sport. But we're saying this and we're taking this stance of 24 hours after it's already done. This should have been done, all these concerns, but it's not Drink's problem. He's got his own concerns to do. Lane's got enough problems to deal with. That's why it's like – Even though they got their own problems to deal with, it's going to take college football coaches because that's who has the platform. It's going to take a Nick Saban, a Lane Kiffin, a Eli Drinkwitz, a Kirby Smart. It's done now. It's going, but it's going to have to take. I'm talking about in the big picture, not just this and all big picture things, to say things on the front end. Oh yeah. So before afterwards, but yeah, but who saw this coming? That I mean, to the extent that it did, I guess I kind of did. The second, the second that Texas and Oklahoma left. That's when everybody – now, I did not know any – I know you did. We've talked privately. You knew a little, some rumblings beforehand. I did. I did not. Yeah. So, when that popped at the SEC media days, when that popped, you should have known right then we're in tr- – it just didn't – math doesn't add up. If there's 65 Power 5 teams and we're all moving from equal numbers of conferences to people jumping into big conferences, somebody's getting left out. And that's what we were talking about the, on Thursday was about the math didn't add up.
1: Uh, Edward Drink said it first. Uh, he was he was one of the first people to come out publicly. I don't. The I don't day think after
2: Saturday after practice. Yeah, that.
1: I don't think this is him trying to sound like Kiffin. I think this is Eli Drinkwitz. I don't think tel- there's sides here. I think they're yeah, all on the same. Team. I think they're all on the same. Team. <laughs> Eli drinkwitz thought this. He, he very clearly believed it and, and said it on 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 Saturday.
2: But here's the point I want to make, Neil. And I got a guy that works in my office. I love him to death, but he's a big fan. He doesn't care about this stuff. I do because I have, I'm looking at it from the 10,000-foot view for the whole sport, okay? But when Texas and Oklahoma leave to go to the SEC, mm-hmm. who was the first Big 12 acted right away? And what did they do? They bring in Central Florida. They bring in Houston. They bring in Cincinnati. They start growing immediately.
1: BYU, yeah.
2: BYU. Mm-hmm. They went in a conference, before I let them out. But now what happens is it trickles down. All right, so now, like, golly, we're the American. We lost teams. We got to start adding teams. Hey, UAB, I know you Conference USA. How's that doing? Right, right. Come over here. Well, then Conference USA has to add teams. Okay, so they start, they start adding. The Jacksonville State's going to be in Conference USA. And here's where it's the problem. Big Ten or whatever in the Pac-4, whatever you're going to be called, they're getting these $20, $50 million, whatever conference you're going to be in in a Power 5, you're getting a 20 or $50 million check, however you want to look at it. These group of five leagues aren't. And so when you, you end up having teams strode all over the place, like how much sense does this make to you? I'm being dead serious. Think about this. Right in one of our major areas, the great state of Alabama, born and raised. Mm-hmm. There are now four group of five teams in the state of Alabama. South Alabama,
1: Troy, uh, UAB, UAB, and Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. state. Okay.
2: Four group of five teams that are in three group of five different conferences. How much sense does that make?
1: Let's see. So you got Troy and Troy and South, South, and the, South or and the in sun the Sun belt. belt. UAB is now in the American, in the American and Jacksonville States and Conference, Conference USA.
2: USA. Makes no sense. How about down in Florida? FIU and FAU are in the same town, <laughs> and they're in two different conferences. One's in Conference USA, and one's in the American.
1: FAU's in the American. Yes. Now? How about that?
2: Like, how much sense does that make? And so, and then Texas. Don't even get Texas started. Texas has got UTSA, they got North Texas, they got Rice, and then you got Texas State, you got UTEP. They're all over the place. And so my point is this, is that's where the travel, we're talking about the expensive, the expense that takes in travel. Like, now why does why does FIU got to go all the way to to freaking uh, New Mexico State to play a game when they could get, go across the street? And we're talking about basketball, softball, baseball. It's those sports where you're already losing money and you're just going to expound the, the amount of money losing. when they If I wasn't, like, the head of the NCAA, I would say, hey, all of you group, group of five teams are left. Let's regionalize this thing up. And save money on travel. You'd probably get a better TV deal, too. I mean, well, you could get 20
1: teams. Well, that's what it's
2: all about. You Look. could get 20 group of five teams, really good league, in the SEC footprint, and call it Sunbelt. Belt. Now, you take... Like how much sense does it make that you got Liberty, James Madison, and Old Dominion, different conferences. You got Memphis, middle, different leagues. You got Arkansas State and Memphis, an hour away of each other. Different well, leagues. ULM
1: and Louisiana Tech are thirty minutes apart and they're in, they're different, in different leagues. leagues. Course, but here's the here's the point. This is the one I can speak to. Louisiana Tech has long felt that it was just better than U L M, that they were a higher class of institution, that they were a higher class of Human, frankly. They don't want to be in the same league with them. So you got all the politics that go with that. But at the Power Five level, look, man, this was just about money. It was always about money. And once it once it became, and this is not a criticism, it's just a fact, once it became about nothing but money, and the TV people forked up these exorbitant amounts of money that fund coaches making, I mean, Eli Drinkwitz makes, what, seven? Lane makes nine. I mean, Ole Miss is a great example. Lane Kiffin makes $9 million a year. And if Ole Miss beats the teams that Lane makes more money than, they're going to go eight and four this year.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean.
1: You know what I mean? I mean, so it's all about money. And so when the networks fork out the money, well, they're they're working these things behind the scenes. If you're Oregon and you're Washington on Friday morning, you can't cast your, you can't sign that grant of right. When that story came out Friday morning, and there were a bunch of big time reporters that wrote it, I was super suspicious, man. I was like, i this feels like this feels like negotiating. This feels like, hey, Big Ten, you're gonna have to come up just a little off this, and we'll do it." Because I was like, "Wait a minute, you're gonna sign a deal that passes on your your grant of rights." Where the biggest thing you have is the Apple streaming platform, <laughs> I didn't buy it. And so once, once I saw that, oh no, they've hit the delay button. I went, oh, they got their deal. They got the price they wanted from the a quick, from it? the Big Ten. And so, but if I'm Oregon and I'm Washington, my responsibility. Look, I agree with Eli Drinkwitz. I agree with Lane Kiffin. But if you're inside the building and you're in the room, I always talk about hand raised guy in the room. I don't, I'd have to I would have had to raise my hand and say, "Look, I get it. There's going to be some fallout from this. It sucks that our softball team's got to to Rutgers. But we can't turn down we can't turn down the opportunity to join a, a, the Big Ten. So that we can stay in this thing
2: that we have left here. Well, again, it's not there. That's not. That's what I'm saying. You can't. You can't blame them. But it's just a massive trickle down effect, right? Sure. Uh, Marine Rebel, thank you for the super chat. Says schools are going to start uh, start dropping sports. The pie isn't going to be big enough. I'm assuming that's what he's going to say uh, for all sports. I think you're safe with Title IX. Now you may see some men's sports get dropped, but you won't see a female until until the old employment stuff comes around. That's the biggest threat, in my opinion. But um, I, I understand what you're saying because it's just going to create. Again, I think when you're making fifty million dollars, you're good. It's the it's the smaller conferences I think that are going to be affected more than than the bigger ones. So, but but back to my
1: point. So once that happened, if you were Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and now Oregon's gone, Washington's gone, USC and UCLA are gone, Colorado's gone. At that moment, the Big 12's offering you what is essentially an olive branch. You have no choice but to grab it. It's a life raft. You had to grab it, and they did. And so now you have the rest of the fallout. This is why when people go, I can't believe this is happening. I can. Why is it so hard to believe this is happening? This is the path we've been on for a long time. And the next thing that's going to fall, it is. It just is. It's not if. It's not, well, maybe. No, no, it's going to happen. I don't know if it's happening in the next eight days or more likely in the next year in eight days or whatever, but these ACC schools are already, I I said this on the Oxford Exxon podcast, and I'll be quick with it. Well, this is, this is my analogy. The ACC has become the married couple that no longer cares about one another, but they're staying together until the kids graduate high school. That's what they're saying (laughs) to each other. Okay. They're like, Hey, we'll just, Hey, we'll stay together. We'll be civil and we'll stay together publicly until the kids graduate high school and on the surface you go okay well it makes sense you know get little johnny to 18 and then the reality hits in
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform
2: Yeah, I saw all the takes about the, the grant of rights and all that stuff, but you don't want disgruntled members of your conference for, thir- was it thir- 13 more years? Yes. Yeah, you're not going to have disgruntled members for 13 years. They'll figure it out. Yes, they're going to – They'll they'll both agree on an exit, and they'll get out of here. Just like, wasn't it – how long was Texas and Oklahoma when they first announced it? Remember the Big 12? Big boy up, yeah. puffed their chest out, and said they wasn't going to go for, what, till 2026 or something crazy? What was it? Within like three or four years, they said, they were, yeah. Big 12, they're not going anywhere. We got – Well, they figured out my year.
1: Well, the difference was this: this new commissioner of the Big Twelve realized that them being there disgruntled was a negative. Yeah, the ACC. Austin has a super chat for us. He says, "Can I ask y'all a question? Why are all these media guys, softball girls, wax poetic over the death of the Pac-12? They haven't won a title since 2004. It's not really about titles, Austin. It's look so much. I I mean, I've got a couple of takes on this that that some people like, some people don't." one is college sports at least when it when it was in its heyday and maybe it still is i don't know i think there's still i think there's a reconfiguration right now and we're going to figure out in the next couple of years whether they've broken it or whether it's actually better who knows i don't know yet but it was always founded on regionalism the southeastern conference yeah. right the southwest conference the pac 10 the Big Ten always represented the Midwest. The Big Twelve represent, was like rep- the,
2: at the Southwest Con- Conference leftovers.
1: Yeah, and it was, but it was like the Kansas, Missouri mm-hmm. schools. There was a regionalism to it. You had the back in the day the Big East. I mean, the ESPN would show the Big East basketball, and you are like, I can't wait to watch this, right? And you had the ACC. That's
2: a league I miss.
1: You had the, what was the league that South Carolina was in? The Metro. Or something like that. I can't remember.
2: Anyway, those South were the, Carolina was ACC, right? Before they came to SEC.
1: I don't know. Those were the leagues, and you sort of that you the bowl games had emphasis because they meant something. They meant something that was before
2: and, people started opting out. Yeah, and and <laughs> and so now the the I
1: mean, I think it's look at it. I mean, it sucks that you're not going to get Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State. Those
2: games are going to die. Bedlam's dead after this year. The Apple Cup. What was the What was the uh, Oregon Oregon State one? The Civil War. The Civil War. It's a cool game. Great game. Um, you know I miss Pac twelve. Oh, excuse me. I missed Pac-4. miss Pac four. I'm going to miss Pac four at dark. Now it's going to be Big Ten after dark.
1: But look, the Pac four died because <laughs> Big they, twenty after dark. The Pac four <laughs> died because nobody was in the room that, that they listened and said, "Hey, hey, guys." We're not just because we once were doesn't mean we always will be. It's one of my things. Just because a school once dominated the sport doesn't mean that it will always dominate the sport. Just because hold
2: my beer and watch this. Yes.
1: Just because a school has never dominated the sport doesn't mean that they can't become a power in the sport. Oregon says hello. Right. Uh When I was a kid, Oregon sucked. Oregon's played for a national title in this tenure. Just because you once sucked doesn't mean you'll always suck. Just because you once were great doesn't mean that you'll always be great. Tennessee went two decades before they were relevant.
2: Twice in the last 15 years, right? Uh, I don't know. 2010, played Auburn, and then they played Ohio State, I think, in the first college football playoff.
1: But that's what it is. and You have a lot of media that's based out of L.A., a lot of media that – grew up in California, a lot of media that's sentimental about some of those rivalries. And those rivalries are dead now. And that's like, like Lane Kiffin said, it sucks.
2: It does suck. Um, all right. Question for you, Neil McCready. What does the pack? I'm going to, I'll give my answer after you give your answer. What mm-hmm. does the pack four do from here? Well, I, I think, I think two, one of two
1: things is going to happen. Uh, they're either going to find a way to somehow join the ACC won't happen I don't think my guess is that won't happen because there's too many schools in the ACC that are like hey look y'all do whatever the hell you want to do I'm just telling you as soon as we get a chance to get the hell out of here we're leaving yep you want to you want to date Stanford go for it that's another reason for me to get the hell out of this marriage before little Johnny graduates high school <laughs> that's that's where we're going you're, you're gonna date Stanford well I tell you what I'm, I'm, I'm gonna date Alabama okay <laughs> that's fine do what you want to do
2: I love your analogies. <laughs> That's where it's going. Um, you should write, hey, instead of children's books, you should write uh, like young young adult books where you can, you can no, explain things. <laughs> no. And then the other is. Birds and the Bees. The other one that
1: makes Neil sense, that you could get to 16, you could just merge the Mountain West with the Pack 4
2: Birds and the Bees with Backdoor McCrady. <laughs> there you go. That's good. This and episode you,
1: brought to you by the Biden administration. You'd have the Pack 16 and you just call it. Call it the Pac-12 again. Have 16 teams. Numbers don't matter. Have have, and and I guess you could appeal and go, hey, well, hey, we're still a Power Five school, Power Five league, and we still get our automatic qualifier. Right at which point the other teams are go, the other leagues are going to say, no, nah, dude, <laughs> no, no, no. I I don't know. Those are their options. They don't have a good option.
2: I got a good theory for you, Neil. See what you think about this theory. I don't know if you remember this, but about two months ago. San Diego State notified the Mountain West that they were leaving. You remember that? hmm And then they changed course and took it back, like, the next week. Remember that? I do. I think the Mountain West is going to take Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and uh, Washington State, and they're going to join the Mountain West. That's what I just I said. Think, I think they're going to go away all, all she wrote. Bye bye Pac 12. Oh,
1: so you think they'll 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 drop the I think brand that's and everything?
2: Where I, that's where I, I think they're gonna go. Those four schools will go will completely leave the Pac Pac four without anyone. Okay. I, I think w- they join the Mountain West.
1: Okay, I'm gonna tell you that I agree with you, except You think I they're going take Pac 12 name? I think they're gonna take the Pac twelve name because it that, that name has more appeal and they're gonna fire the Pac Four commissioner and let the Mountain West Commissioner be the new PAC, whatever they call it, commissioner.
2: So basically semantics on a merger?
1: So you'll have Boise and Fresno and Utah state and Colorado state and air force. And those, those guys get Washington state, Oregon state, Stanford and Cal Stanford and Cal are going to say, this doesn't fit for us
2: at which point they might as well go independent. Anyway,
1: the only, the only way that it works for Stanford and Cal at this point, I suppose, right. Is, and then I don't know how you justify, Hey, we care about academics so much that we're going to take our track and field team and we're going to fly to Raleigh, North Carolina, and Atlanta, and Miami, no and Boston. I mean, it's it's a it's a real mixed message there. Yeah, now that's the because I mean that's where you in the room you go hey if 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 we're going to say that academics are the reason that we didn't do this why are we doing this because this says that hey we're just about the money which begs the question why the hell didn't we make it work in the old Pac twelve why didn't we try to go to the Big Ten? Yeah.
2: Why don't you know? Why? I don't know if they did or didn't, you know and, what I mean? and I and I don't know the answer. Right. That was surprising. The Big Ten's big academics. I mean, that's their thing, right? I was surprised that that wasn't part of the deal. I thought they'd both come, but it is what it is. All right, Neil. Uh, before we move on, we've got another super chat from Marine Rebel. Thank you again, brother. It Says uh, you're right about Title Nine, but do you think that college sports will be men's basketball and football, and then a bunch of women's sports? Uh, I don't know.
1: I, yeah, I don't know. I don't.
2: I don't that's so far down the road. Ask
1: I, me in two years.
2: Yeah. I think the whole employee label, that that's going to determine all that, depending on what they do there. All right, let's shift gears a little bit there, Neil. All right. I've talked to somebody and told them I was making this prediction today, so they were not very happy with me. Oh, but, I have a feeling I know who you talked to. <laughs> let's talk about the pick, your pick and my pick, to be – the group of five representative in the New Year's Six Bowl games this year. Last year it was Tulane. Mm -hmm. We've had Tulane. We've had Memphis. We've had uh, Central Florida recently. Who else have we had recently? Boise is always a candidate. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, uh, was that two years ago? So, here we go. Your pick, Neil's pick, (laughs) or you want me to start with mine? Uh,
1: I have a feeling we would say the same thing and we would upset the same person.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to say it.
1: Yep. I'll let you say it. No, he can be mad at you.
2: Okay. He'll be mad at me. The official Tyler Siski group of five representative going in to the football season 2023. You're the Lord 2023 will be the university of South Alabama Jaguars. Yeah, I had a feeling you're going to say that. Um you're gonna piss Kane off. He is. He's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> he'll be all right. <laughs> he'll be all right.
1: So here here we go. Hey, Kane for the record, I didn't say it. I kind of thought it, but I didn't say it. He said it. So. They have
2: twenty of twenty one starters come back. Yeah. And they haven't lost guys, they've added guys. I don't I look, I, I don't people need to go study whatever the hell he's doing down there. He's managed to keep people from leaving and add out of the portal. And he's very picky what he's doing out of the portal, how he's doing it, but he's he's he set himself up for the last two years. He has been killing it. He's used this – well, everybody's gone portal crazy, and I'll tell you another team. We'll talk about them later, but kind of like Southern Miss has done. All these schools in the southeast have been – you know, I say all these schools. The second-tier SEC programs, that's not the – not if your school's not named Alabama, Auburn, or Georgia. Okay. I shouldn't say Auburn in there. I'd say Alabama, Georgia – um, who am I missing Texas A&M these guys are recruiting the elite the five-star guys when you are a, uh, an SEC an ACC team and you're recruiting basically the Johnny three stars that should be going to play college mm-hmm. instead those guys Kane's been killing it in recruiting getting guys that you would see in SEC programs five years ago and he's kind of been doing that for a couple of years he's added the right portal pieces he's got Bradley back the kid can spin it um, for a second year He's got uh you know top two receivers back, you know Jalen Wayne's one they lost, but like on defense, I think on paper it says like he's got 18 starters back or whatever. Yep. But the two people that are starting were starters before and missed a year cuz of injury last year, but they're back. So technically he you know what I'm saying, he never really lost a starter. Right. Um and here's the deal. I th- they got to win two games. We'll know <laughs> we'll know really early. Here's their schedule. September the 2nd they open
1: with uh, in New Orleans against Tulane. That's the big one. Then they get Southeast Louisiana at home. They go to Oklahoma State on September and the 16th. that's the second one. Then after that, it's Central Michigan at home. They got to go to James Madison. Yep. Uh, they have to go to Monroe. It's always a trap in Monroe because you go to Monroe and you get caught up by the it really, scenery.
2: It really is a bad trip.
1: And, and you just – the ambiance of Monroe – and all the culinary options in Monroe. And Before you know it, you're on the field at historic Malone Stadium, and you're not ready to play.
2: <laughs> Best visiting locker room of all
1: time. And then the mighty Warhawk comes soaring out. Never saw that. Oh, it's incredible. And <laughs> missed, uh, I missed that yeah, part. Yeah, it's amazing. And then uh, and then before you know it, you're beat.
2: You are way up in the air on the press box, though. You are. Uh, they, they play on a Tuesday night, it looks like, uh, in Mobile against Southern Miss. Um, that will be a tough. I think. I think we'll if they can get quarterback play. That's the only thing they're missing. I think I, they got to have consistent quarterback play. If they get consistent quarterback play, they're going to be really good.
1: They get ULL at home, and then they have to go to Troy on November the second. We may have to do a repeat. What day of the week is November second? Thursday. Oh, we could do that. And then uh, Arkansas
2: State. I know a guy. I bet we can get it. I bet we can get his
1: I, feel com- I feel confident. We can get tickets. Uh, Arkansas State. <laughs> I mean, although by that point, in the year, Kane might hate you. <laughs> Kane might. Kane might literally. He might. He might. <laughs> he might pull every string he's got at Troy to have you banned from the place. Yeah. I might be doing a solo show. Uh, Marshall goes there, and then they they finish the season uh, at Texas
2: State. I think Troy will be tough, Southern Miss will be tough, but I, the two that they got to get through is Oklahoma State and Tulane, and I think they're getting through Tulane. I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm picking them to the win straight up against Tulane. They're going, they're getting seven points. I'm picking them straight up to beat Tulane. I think
1: Tulane's one of the more overrated teams coming into the season.
2: They got, they have. Uh, they lost a lot. They got in the quarterbacks back, Pratt's back. he he's they good. Guess, He's really good. He's good. They have some things, but, like, that's and, the and one thing Willie about Willie Fritz is
1: a really good coach. Great ball coach. Yeah, it's a, he runs a really good program. He's one,
2: He's he's kind of Brian Kelly a little bit, too. He's won at Central – you know, he's Central Missouri. He's been into other areas, Georgia Southern. He's been everywhere and won. Um, but I just – it's a lot to – I mean, that's a special season they had last year. It's hard to recoup those things. Um, I think our guys at UTSA are going to have a chance as well. I think they have a chance to uh, win their league. they got a lot coming back, um, a ton coming back. So I think they have a, a chance. And then the one out of the Mountain West, I think, has a shot as Boise if they can run the table. Those are the three, I think, candidates. If you if you said it came out of one of those three, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: By the way, uh, the coaches top 25 is out today, the preseason coaches top 25. This is a panel of 63 coaches <laughs> at and sports information directors. This, at, is, the, uh,
2: this is the worst – Worst poll in the history of polls. Yeah,
1: the media gets a lot of criticism, and as it should, it shouldn't get near as bad as but this. But this is worse. Uh, it's Georgia's number one, as you might expect. Uh, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, and LSU round out the top five. Uh, South, Car- uh, South Carolina, they wish. Southern Cal is at six. Penn State is seven. Florida State, eight. Clemson, nine. Tennessee, 10. Uh, Washington, Texas, Notre Dame, Utah, and Oregon 11 through 15, TCU, Kansas State, Oregon State at 18, Oklahoma 19, North Carolina is 20, Wisconsin is 21, Ole Miss is 22, the aforementioned Tulane Green Wave uh, opened the season 23, Texas Tech is 24, Uh, Texas A&M is 25. If you're looking for uh, other Schools that got some votes that we just got through talking about a little bit. Um, Florida would be 28. Uh, UTSA would be 29. 30, 31. Kentucky would be 32. Troy would be 34. Arkansas, 35. Fresno would be 38. Auburn would be 39. Mississippi State would be either 41 or 42, yeah. whatever, on uh,
2: Troy's going to be really good. Troy's going to be good on offense. It's like all their experiences come back on offense. They lost a ton on defense. Now that's what Summerall does, right? Big defensive guy. So they'll be they'll be good. He's going they got to gel quick. They just had so much experience come back on defense last year. Their defense basically carried them the whole season, um, until their offense caught up. Then they started beating the piss out of everybody late. Right. So, um, I think the. Uh, I'm telling you, man, that Troy uh, South Alabama game last year, that was a freaking game, man. There was some, there was some, that was a grown ass man game.
1: It was as physical a game as I've seen on any level. Yeah. In person, maybe. Minus the in NFL. I don't time.
2: count the NFL, but dude, that was, there was violence on that and two violent guys. So it was awesome. Um, All right. Before we get into the NFL, Neil, any games you got circled in week one for upsets? I got two.
1: All right, go ahead with your two. I've got this. I got it pulled up.
2: All right, I'm picking. I'm go ahead and tell you, I'm picking the South Alabama Jaguars to win outright um, at Tulane. That'll be that's the Saturday first Saturday. That's a seven o'clock kick. Okay, I'm picking them to win outright. And then my number one upset on Thursday night. Uh huh. My Florida Gators.
1: That's what I was looking for.
2: Are going out to Utah. They're giving up, I think, eight points is what I saw the other day. Mm-hmm. Florida will win outright in Utah. Okay. And before everybody calls me nuts, would you feel better about Florida going out there and winning if I told you Cam Rising wasn't going to play? Well, sure. Haste is yet to practice. He's dinged up. He's going through a little. He hadn't. He's not throwing full speed. He he's had offseason surgery. That's not the game that you want to go out there and go, hey, go get him, kiddo. I mean, the whole point of having surgery is so you're, like, healthy when the first game comes. You don't want to have surgery, go in the first game and put and put Tordal and Cortisol on the shoulder so he can go throw. That's not what you do post-surgery. Um, I don't know if he's going to be ready enough to go play in a game. I'm I'm taking the Florida Gators, man, straight up. All right. People are going to grind. I'm just ready for grind to just drill my eyes out over here
1: give you an upset week one it's not much of an upset the line's just three points I, I like uh south carolina over north carolina week one it's gonna be a good game charlotte carol south carolina getting three i don't hate that at all early on um i love a pissed off oregon state it's wanting to send a message and just routing san jose state they're giving 16 and a half and as you would say that's not enough
2: is that a conference game
1: it's a soon-to-be conference game and then the one I love honestly um, I love LSU minus two and a half against Florida State love it love
2: it I'm not betting on that game
1: are those quick you clients? Uh, one of them is LSU's a client right?
2: they are but I just uh, dude that's I'm not sleeping on Florida State I think they're going to be really good I do too I mean I think they're going to be really good I do too really good I do too and I think LSU is going to be really good. I, I'm just tuned into that one. I probably will not wager on it. I, I don't know. That's a Sunday night. I mean, is heck, it Sunday night or Monday night? That's I don't know. I, I'm just not going to bet on it. I'm just going. I will be watching every play, but I'm not betting on it. I, I wouldn't know if you told me the result. Sunday,
1: was, Sunday at 6:30. God, that's got the grill lit. A Few cold ones. All over that.
2: Allegedly, maybe, guaranteed. Um, all right, you got anything to talk about before we go to uh, well, I got one more thing, college, then we'll go to we'll let you say something. I got uh, we got week two, a couple college things, and we'll get to the NFL, then we'll wrap it up with NFL. We got week two of fall camp coming this week, preseason camp. What did I say, fall camp? You said fall camp, just have it. It's 100 Sorry. degrees. Sorry, it is hot. <laughs> a lot of fans just they don't understand this is probably the biggest week. Um, of preseason camp. Cuz you know what happens this week?
1: This is the last week that guys get reps just cuz they're on the roster.
2: Pads go on this week. Right. And all you dudes that have been, you know, underwear all-Americans, we're going to see how how low they hang. See how low the nuts drop cuz it's going to be it's going to be you're going to bang a little bit this week. We're going to find out who can who can take it and who can't. We're going to see who all the all the all the this is the my favorite week cuz this is when all the all the soap opera when recruiting, you know, all the I'm the man, show me some love, that goes away so fast about the first time they get smoked. Um, I can or can't I may or may not have ever put in somebody that drove me nuts into a matchup that I knew they were gonna get knocked out just so they would shut up. But you you see who's what it's all about. So you're going there's gonna be some banging this week, um, some intensity, and then that's what separates it. No one of any fan base has any idea what your O-line and D-line is going to look like until at the end of this week. So all of the, 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 I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear nothing about running backs until this week. Don't want to hear a word about how good your running back is until he, ha- he gets handed the ball and he has, to, he has to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. I don't want to hear nothing about it. When, it's time, when it comes, to, the moment of truth is what I like to call it. The moment of truth, what happens? Because somebody always gives in. And this is where the rubber meets the road a little bit. And so all the talking's over with, there's no cameras around. It's just you and your buddies. And you know, something's going to happen. And this is where you decide, hey, this guy's going to uh, play for us and this guy's not. And at the end of this week, after this week, the reps will get cut. This week. Many of kids will decide they want to go in the portal after this week.
1: Because you do some shifting from, hey, we're getting our team ready to, hey, we're getting our – team ready to play games
2: yeah you're you're getting out of that mode and then you, you basically got two weeks left after this week right and so you'll do it then you, what you'll do is even before you go into quote-unquote scout teams I'm gonna start cutting my reps and start getting chemistry like if I got a young kid especially if I got a young kid or a newcomer that I'm counting on getting helping us he's going I may put him with the ones to start getting to see if they can handle the pressure that's the whole thing is like you got to create an environment to where it's more hectic on the practice field than it's going to be in a stadium. And that's hard to do without being semi-crazy. Like you have to do that.
1: But yes, I, I laugh at, um, and I get it. It's it's just a, it's a sign of excitement among fans, but I'd laugh at media that have scorching hot takes two and three days into practice. I'm like, like, fellas, quit, fellas, quit, give it, let's, let's give it another 10 days. Why don't
2: we? All right. Um, Talk. About, I want to talk real briefly on recruiting. I'm not going to address. I will this this question. So, uh, got a question today from U M ninety eight Rebel. He said, "T Siski, I would love to hear your thoughts uh, re head coach involvement in recruiting. It's understandable to me to lose a player for higher NIL uh, player development at certain positions under assistant coaches. Example, wide receivers to go to Ohio State or whatever. However, losing out on a coveted and interested prospect because of laziness is inexcusable to me." Can you uh, also provide clarity to the rules and normal amount of head coach involvement with highly coveted prospects? Thanks in advance. Um, I'm not going to answer this the way you think I'm going to answer because I saw you sit back out of the corner of my eye. I saw you start sweating bullets. Um, First of all, all head coaches have to be involved in recruiting. I mean, that's that's period. I've been very fortunate in my career. I've worked with guys, with head coaches that are extremely involved. So that's never um, been a problem. And where I've been, there are limits on what they can do and can't do, yada, yada, yada. But I wanted to say this because I, I talked with a school um, last week about this. I was trying to figure out in my lifetime in co- and career in college coaching, I, I figure I've been in probably a 1,000 home visits, around a 1,000 home visits. And when we would sign a kid or not sign a kid, I'm going to continue the relationship and all those things. And, and I would ask them, I'd say, hey, why did you choose us? Or why did you not choose us? Because I've lost guys, got guys, the whole deal. And my whole point is we are so, as a recruiting, and we're going go to this, I'm going to a big personnel symposium this weekend, right? But in the world of recruiting and where it's gotten, we have just gone off the deep end reservation. When I ask the question, I say, why did you choose this? Why didn't you choose this? It comes down to three things, okay? And I call this keeping the main thing the main thing. The reason they either choose you or they don't choose you comes down to three things, and three things only. It's money, number one. They choose you or don't choose you because of money. Number two is relationships. They either have a really good relationship with your staff or they don't. Right. And three is a a schematic fit. Those are the only three reasons that I've ever been told why somebody didn't choose us. I never, not one time, this is what I'm talking about, keeping the main thing the main thing. Never sat down and said, Hey, man, why'd you choose School X instead of us? And they said, Hey, coach, you know what? Because back in July, when I went on their visit, man, I got to take a picture with a Lamborghini. Never, it's never happened. You know what else has never been told to me? Hey, coach, about 18 months ago, they offered me seven days before you did. They were the first to offer. That has never been told to me. And over a thousand. I got a data point, thousand data points. Never been told to me.
1: Stadium size never came up.
2: Stadium size never came up. Mm-hmm. Facilities, believe it or not, never came up. Hey, coach, I'm, I'm not choosing. I'm choosing them because of you, or not? I'm choosing them instead of you because their locker room is nicer. Mm-hmm. Jersey uniforms, jersey combinations, never happened. Mm-hmm. All this stuff that we put all this importance on, and here's my personal favorite. And so everybody in the recruiting world, just gonna give me a high five. No one ever said, Hey, your photo shoot was better or worse. And never in the history of time did they say, Hey, they sent me a birthday graphic and you didn't. There is nothing worse than working in recruiting. And then you get a phone call on a Sunday morning at 7 30 and saying, Hey, you know, little Johnny's grandma Susie, it's her birthday. And, you know, Oregon sent a birthday graphic. We hadn't, can we? And so you got to get on the phone, call your graphics person, and, you know, scramble. And so the great philosopher, Kevin Steele, the great philosopher. He is now, yes. he's the 21st century great philosopher, Kevin Steele. Had a massive sign on his desk that I took with me after I took over. A failure to plan on your part does not create a crisis for me. Signed, the great 21st century philosopher, Kevin Steele. It's it never never been said. And guess what? I never had a kid say, hey, coach, you sent grandma, they sent grandma Susie a birthday graphic. You didn't. So the point of this drill is is to keep the main thing the main thing. Control what you can control. Well, you can't control your scheme. You, you're going to do what you do. But So there's two things that you can control. Your money by going and raising it. But the most important thing, and that's why I'm answering the question like this, is your relationships with the kid. It takes hard work. It takes time. Any relationship takes time. If you want the guy, you have to spend the time in relationships. Because in this new world that we're in with money, if we all have close to the same amount of money and we're all offering kind of the same amount of of money, Mm -hmm. relationships will take over and win. You go down to the next step. If the money's kind of the same, it's going to go to relationships. And I think that's why it's important. Now, why has it been suffering, in my opinion? I think there's a lot of staffs. There's 10 different thousand ways to skin a cat, right? A lot of staffs have gone, and there's high school coaches out there about to high-five me on this one. So many staffs have gone to recruiting by position instead of recruiting by area. Yeah. And what happens when you do Meaning that? Meaning
1: the running backs coach recruits running backs. The wide receivers correct. coach recruits wide receivers. Instead of
2: saying, you know, the Alabama guys got the Alabama schools and then having the position coach as a secondary uh, recruiter. Yeah. Well, the, the reason that that's bad is because it goes back to relationships. I can't tell you how many times I've had a phone call. I'm doing my business now. I haven't been – like I got a call like four months ago. During the Spring, I got a call from a guy, a coach in Alabama, said, "Hey, who's the, who's the area recruiter at Alabama for my school?" Hell, I don't know. You know, I've, <laughs> I've been gone for a while, but like they don't have anybody to call. The coaches, when they need something or they need to get in touch with somebody, they don't know who to call when you go straight positional. And so that's killing relationships. And if you want if you want to lose a kid real quick, sour a relationship with a head coach in high school. I'm speaking because I coached high school before. You want to lose a kid, go sour your relationship with that head coach and see how that works out for you. So that's the answer also to answer some of your questions that y'all are asking. If you want to understand why relationships go south, go screw up the relationship with a, with a high school coach and see how that works out for you because you'll end up losing a guy. This episode brought to you by the Biden administration. I don't know about the
1: Biden administration is.
2: We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, <laughs> Southern Air Conditioning
1: and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you're in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, and that AC acts like it's really straining to cool things off, get in touch with our friends at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, uh, Olive Branch, that area, you have the same issue, call the people at Southern,
2: 662-429-4429. All right. We'll cover this, and then we'll get the heck out of here. I'm running almost. I'm almost on time, but almost behind. All right, let's talk. Let's shift gears a little. NFL. We've we've done the South. We've done the East. Do you know what time it is? Do you know what side we're going to today? It's time for the North. It's time for the North. Yeah. Go go north. Go north. Which for some reason, right now,
1: going north sounds really good.
2: It does. It's hot as hell outside. It
1: is. We are going. People were wearing sweatshirts and stuff at Wrigley Field over the weekend that I was like, man, I am so jealous. Right.
2: Ugh. Dude, it was 100. I took Brock to a baseball thing in Memphis this weekend. 97 degrees on the field, or 97 degrees in the air. Heat index, 117. On that turf? No, just, you know, when you yeah. hit the... It feels like. Yeah. It feels like 117. I was Whew. like, nah. Nah. All I right. was at
1: Old Miss's practice on Saturday morning, and they finished about... It was about noon, and it was hot, man. I mean, like... You could tell guys were starting to fold. And I wasn't faulting anybody.
2: <laughs> it's okay, man. It's like petting them. It's okay.
1: No, I got it. It's
2: okay. I don't have to. Th- you, you tough to me. It's okay.
1: Three hours and that <laughs> stuff? Man, I get it.
2: We're, it's okay. It's okay, little one. Go get you some water. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: it was hot. Uh, anyway. Can you... Make- Uh, I'm not going to go there. All
0: right. AFC North. I'm
2: not going to say it. I'm not doing it. Not today. Not doing it. All right. Fair enough. Because the rain has kicked in. I'm Uh, afraid if I say uh, the first sentence, it's going to be downhill from there. So I'm going to keep us on schedule today.
1: Okay. I'm legitimately curious.
2: I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. All right. AFC North. Yep. It's easy. I know we're going to be – we got the Bengals. Mm -hmm. I think we both agree. They're going to win, and this is an unbiased opinion, by the way.
1: This is unbiased. It's completely unbiased. They will win the North.
2: They will win the North, and it is completely unbiased.
1: Kind of unbiased. Kind of not really.
2: I have, ever since Joe Burrow has been with the Bengals, I have turned. I shouldn't say that. I I was pulling for the Bengals when AJ was there, right? Yeah. AJ left, did his little thing, and now Joe Burrow. I love me some Joe Burrow. I do too. Man crush on Joe Burrow. For sure. Me too. Love the hell out of him. So I'm going to pick the Bengals every year as long as he's the quarterback there. And if he goes to the, to the Falcons, the Falcons may win a game if he went to the Falcons. So the Bengals have burrow.
1: I have a bit of a man crush on Jamar chase. Uh, They've got one of my favorite people that I've ever covered in any school, any program, anywhere. Mike Hilton on that team, the man, love Mike Hilton. Um, I just like everything about him. I like that team. They're fun. Um, I think the Burrow thing is going to end up being the the calf, as long as they manage it properly. It's a calf. And they will. He's going to be perfectly fine by the time they open on September the 10th or whatever. Um,
2: Look, as long as his right arm is attached and he can walk without crutches, let's go.
1: Well, they have so much continuity in their building. Head coach, offensive coordinator, his receiver core is basically the same. Joe Mixon's back for another season. His offensive front... Has had time together. They'll, they'll be fine. If it was a bunch of change, you'd be like, "Oh boy, this preseason matters." Ah, Burrow's fine. Yep. Um, I I, I think they win thirteen games. Um, they're that good. And then after that, it gets pretty interesting because I I this think is where
2: I'm curious to see where you where you where you're at. See,
1: I think Cleveland's going to be better. Okay. Cleveland's going to be better. I think Pittsburgh's going to be better. Um, I like Kenny Pickett. Now. Not better doesn't mean they're going to the playoffs, but they're going to be okay. The team that I'm not as high on as everybody else is, is the Ravens. I've watched this. They kind of are what they are. They're good, but they can't get over the hump against good teams. And there's nothing that they did this off season. That makes me go, Oh, okay. Well, they figured it out.
2: Here was, all right. So I'm assuming you're going in order there.
1: I'm picking the I I mean I would go Bengals one. I would go Ravens two, but it's closer than most people have it. And then I would go probably Cleveland Pittsburgh.
2: All right. I'm going Steelers second. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. I also really like Kenny Pickett a lot. Um I think they well, Deontay Johnson's back. You know, he had a rough year last year, but he's back. I think you got Pickens is going to be better year two. TJ Watts, a stud. I just – I don't know, man. I like the Steelers. I like Tomlin. I like everything. The only reason that I I give the Steelers shit is because Clay Karcher that works for me is like my right-hand guy. He's a massive Steelers fan, so I have to mess with him all the time. I mean, Najee Harris. I like the Steelers, man. I'm I'm going Steelers second, and okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they steal a game from Cincinnati during this regular season. Oh, I wouldn't have. they? stole one last year. Yeah, they always seem to yeah, do – beat them in the opener last year. All right, my third team, the Cleveland Browns. I'm picking the the Ravens DFL in this division. Okay, um, and here's why: the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, when he gets hurt, they are average as grits. They play they they play great. It's like a whole new team has to emerge. Yeah, and not, they play. They're deep, not even average, but they you know what I'm saying like defense yeah. steps up and they yeah. keep things close. And I just they added so Todd Monken's the new OC right. And they're bringing him in from college, uh, from Georgia. But they didn't do any quarterback run stuff in in, in uh, at Georgia like they they're gonna have to do with Lamar. I just I'm not a. I think Lamar Jackson is a, a phenomenal talent, but I'm not in on running quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's where it goes to Deshaun Watson. I mean, it's a push. Put them tied for DFL. The Browns and the Ravens tied for DFL. Okay. I'm not as high on Deshaun Watson as everybody else is. I think his better years have passed him. Um, I know they got some pieces around them, but I would pick the Browns ahead of the Ravens. I think Ravens finished DFL in the AFC North. Okay. All right, NFC North. Oh. This
1: the, will be interesting. The sexy pick is the Detroit Lions, but I think there's more substance to it than, than just talk at this point. They finished the season last year looking like a playoff team. Yeah. I think they'll pick up where they left off. I think the Lions win the, win the North. After that, it gets kind of weird. I, I, I'm going to go Minnesota, too. But they lost some stuff off that offense. And that offense was... Kirk Cousins isn't getting any old, any younger. I, I've got some concerns there. But I'm going to go Minnesota, too. I actually think the Bears get third. And I think the Packers fall.
2: All right. I don't think we're going to be wrong uh we're gonna have to switch to i think on me and you i think we're close i'm also taking the lions i think they're the most ready-made team i guess you know i think they've made some improvements on defense off season. and jared Goff was good last year people jared Goff's do fine people do this jared Goff thing jared it's Goff's like fine. he had he had a bad season and all of a
1: sudden everybody goes well he sucks he doesn't suck he's fine and his numbers last year
2: were pretty solid he's good yeah. he's fine i mean i i mean he's what i'd say he's a top 16 quarterback in the nfl He's upper half, um, but I like I like the lines. I got them. Jared Goff last season, yeah, threw
0: for 4,438
1: 400, 4, yards, sixty five point one percent completion, TD uh, twenty nine to seven. Uh, that's awesome. His QBR was ninety nine point three. Yeah, anything close to 100. a year earlier, he was nineteen and eight on TDs interception ninety one point five. The year before that with the Rams, he was twenty and thirteen. His QBR was a ninety. He's sixty seven point two percent, sixty-seven percent. I mean
2: Yeah, he's he's good. He's, he's solid. He's middle of the pack. Yeah, quarterback. solid quarterback. Um, I'm going with the Vikings um second. I think they've got you've obviously I I think Cousins offensively, they're gonna be good. Just defense has been down, man. And and last year, they won a ton of close games early and it, it, it kind of held them in. What were they, 8-0 maybe to start the year, whatever it was? They they won a ton of – They were like 8-1. They were like one like 9-1. They came from behind maybe nine times to win or something crazy, some crazy stat. I think that gets cut. um I think they're fine. I think obviously with Jefferson and they got, you know, Jordan Addison, I think it's going to be a big part of what they're trying to do. Offensively, I think they're going to be fine, even though Dalvin Cook's gone. I think they'll be perfectly final offense. I think they'll be really good. Just defensively, I think it's going to hold them back a little bit. But I got them finishing second. Uh, third, I got the Packers. I have no idea why I have the Packers third. Um, I do think Jordan loves a little bit better than what people are giving him credit for. I think people are ready to to just ship the Packers off to to wherever, but I think he's fine. I think he'll do good. I just don't know how many weapons he's going to have. And then last, I'm just, I'm not sold on Justin Fields. I've made that point on here. Um, if you told me, I mean, I just, I know you're a Bears fan, but like, I just don't see them you know, I said it, I was about to talk myself into it on, on a Thursday show, but after, over the weekend, there's no way I can pick the Bears to win this division. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a believer in Justin Fields. If Look, you said
1: 10 NFL storylines to watch for, Justin Fields is one of the 10 because he's either going to play really well and prove a lot of people wrong and the Bears are going to go, see, we got our guy, or, and this is a new leadership group over there, they're going to go, He's not good enough, and the Bears have kind of quietly put some other pieces together. They got some pieces, and that's what
2: that's what made me think that. And but were I they, can't believe it. If, but them. if
1: he's not their guy, they move off of him, and they figure out a way to go get a quarterback. I mean, by the way, our Bengals play. Is this right? The Bengals play in Nashville, October the first. I
2: have no idea. I haven't looked that far. It's the
1: day after Ole Miss, LSU. <laughs> no idea Get, we could make that trip
2: you got me there we can make a trip i ain't scared of that um but look when was the last time a quarterback that cannot throw the football made it in the national football league i've said it from the time he went in the draft the guy can't throw yeah no he's you can't and he's he scared. is a phenomenal athlete
1: yes yes he is
2: and his best play is when it breaks down and he can just run around and outrun everybody and that doesn't win but you can't win. You have to throw the football. It's a throwing league. Yes. Nobody runs the triple option it's in the NFL. Pre-
1: it's a precision league.
2: And I just don't. That's why the whole can throw it 90 yards. I don't really care. Can How hard can you throw the out route? Can it's you, about being accurate and being on time. It yeah. doesn't matter how. You can let the, like, let me tell you who the world's worst was. He's not a great NFL quarterback, but he did it in college. Like Remember Danny Werfel? Mm-hmm. Dude couldn't throw it through a wet paper bag. But he had let it go. It was all about timing. Are you on time and do you put the ball where it's supposed to be? Yeah. Doesn't matter what the velocity is.
1: And, and Fields is not on time, and he's not accurate. Athletic as hell. Oh, he's woo. and can and will make some big plays. He will, but he can't consistently be on time and consistently be accurate. He'll make he'll make a throw here and there where you're like, whoa. Because of his athleticism. But then he'll follow it up. Third and five, and he'll have an open receiver, and he misses him.
2: Yeah, Dwight brings up a good point. He said RG3 for one year. Well, these here's what happens with running quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay, you can win a couple games with them. You're not winning a championship, but you can win a couple games with them, but they end up on IR for freaking half their career because it's a, it's like they, they hit at that level. There's yeah. grown ass men that hit, that kill people for a living. All right, last thing. We'll wrap this thing up. Did you watch any you know, of the Hall of Fame game? I did not. All right, you know, I was all geeked up about it. Go, man, and and uh turn it on. They start walking out the the Hall of Fame inductees. And there I see DeMarcus Ware. He is in going into the Hall of Fame, which makes me feel just like seven thousand years old. Yep. So um let me I'm gonna pull this up real quick. Make sure I'm giving the right numbers here. So DeMarcus Ware, when he played, his playing weight was six four, two fifty eight. One of the best edge rushers to ever play the game. Obviously, why he's got a gold jacket, right? Mm-hmm. DeMarcus Ware, my last weekend working as, at Troy as a GA, he comes on an official visit. He was coming from Auburn High School. He came with his cousin. We measured him at six foot 193 pounds, and he was a safety wide receiver. So he came to college at six foot 193 and played in the pros at 6'4", 258. That just doesn't happen. That's like freaky genetics. It was great recruiting right there. <laughs> great recruiting, right? Yep. Hey, fun fact. O.C. Umanora and uh, and DeMarcus Ware both played at Auburn High School and both went to Troy, and both were dominant NFL players that did not go anywhere. Went, went to Troy from Auburn High School. Played on the same high school team. They couldn't win a playoff game.
1: <laughs> and Auburn didn't offer either one of well,
2: them. Well, no. O.C. – like, O.C. wasn't – Oh, it took O.C. a couple of years. O.C. Uh, was a soccer player. He only played one year in high school football. I don't want to hear it. It took him it. a couple years, even in college, to develop. I don't want to hear it. But DeMarcus Ware, who Total failure. Yeah. All right, so DeMarcus Ware.
1: If Auburn would him. focus less on family, they'd get – I'm kidding. Yeah, that Total was, joke. That was uh,
2: like Carlos Rogers. There were like four first-round picks off that high school team, and they didn't want to play off game. Carlos Rogers, I think, was one. There was another one. He wasn't from Auburn, was he? I think so. No, I don't no, there was think another, so. There was, there was another one, like an all-SEC player from Auburn or something. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I'll right. go look it up. So, DeMarcus Ware, my Troy fellow Troy Trojan, has done so much good, great human being, decides that he wants to sing the national anthem for the Hall of Fame game. Okay. And I'm thinking, dude, this guy's like, he mm-hmm. must can sing. It took and the and they and NBC knew what they were doing. Shame on a hey, NBC, shame on you. NBC knew what they were doing. He started singing and they started scanning players' faces to try to get a reaction. And dude, some of the players were just had their eyes closed and were gritting their teeth. But here's my problem. It's not with Demarcus. It's not with NBC. Well, it is with NBC a little bit. It's not with the NFL. But where are where are DeMarcus' friends at, man? Right. Like, you've had to hear this dude sing at some point in time and be like, hey, look, hey, look, here's what we're going to do. Let's start you off at Auburn High School's game against Opelika. They're going to induct you into the Hall of Fame into Auburn High School. Let's start with a high school national anthem and see how that goes. Or just someone say, hey. Hey, let's go to the, hey, let's go to the Troy South game no, and, try, and try it there. No, just someone say, you can't sing. Don't, you, you can do a
1: lot of things. You were a <laughs> dominant NFL player. You're a good guy.
2: Like I don't want the last but images. But you can't sing. I don't want the last images of one of the most dominating edge rushers of all time. Like people are going they're going to forget all about sacks, how he was unblockable. They're I, just going to remember this dude oh
1: say Carl, Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis won 80,000 gold medals and oh. all we remember is an a singing of the national anthem. Number 1, here's the here's here's the two rules about singing. Don't. <laughs> nine hundred and ninety nine out of a thousand people can't sing okay you can't yeah and even if you're one of the rare ones that can that's not the song to sing that's a hard song try something different first like go go sing like seriously go to the like elementary school the, the the preschool and sing Mary Had a Little Lamb or something. And see if that goes over okay.
2: Do you go to the local Pop Warner and try it out there first? Like, why is your That'd first... That'd be fine. That'd be fine. But why is your first go at no, it? No, no, the, uh, no. no. National TV, prime primetime television? Prime time first, first po- football no. game of the year. Like, no, no. people are going to be tuned in. Yeah, go to the Stanford-Cal game. The only no one's going to no see it. The only time anybody's tuned in to the Hall of Fame game is the beginning. The only time the beginning. is the beginning because they want to see you walk... Hey, you're walking out on the field with your family... On the fifty-yard line because you are being recognized as one of the all-time greats to ever play the position, and then you go grab a mic and start. And dude, he was into it. He was holding the ear. Yeah, and I love like well, I. That's made, because
1: like if you're like you're in the shower or you're out running or something and you're you're listening to music and you start singing out loud in your mind. Oh, you can sing. You're solid. You can sing because you're
2: singing along with like Eminem, right? Well. Yeah, you got I don't it. sing along with Eminem in the shower. Well, I'm talking about running. Oh, you sing Eminem while you're running? Sometimes. In a bar for me? No, <laughs> that's my point. No,
1: because when he's singing in my ear, well, he's helping me with carry the tune. He's helping okay. me with the with the, with the yeah. but with if all of a sudden he disappears <laughs> and I start singing, it's really bad fast. So yes, you, you know, creating the funky bunch. You got to understand that's the deal. And yes, so said, would you tell your daughters that?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, you've you got to be a friend. I, would, I blame it on his friends. Like, you're not real friends. No, no, you're not. You're not real friends. You're not a real you, friend. You let your guy. Absolutely. You let your guy go out there and do that. Do you think he lost, you think he lost his uh, fantasy league last year? You think that's part of it? I mean, I don't know. They should have told us that though, there if that's the case. That's it. Here's what we gotta do. The loser. Listen, we no. can I guarantee you we can get this worked out the loser of the picks has to go to an Ole Miss basketball game No, and sing the national anthem at an Ole Miss basketball game. No, absolutely not. Why? Because I have too much pride for that. Well, you can do it seriously just because you can't carry the tune. It's not your fault. I'm not going to go get laughed at by 8,000 people because well, I lost the a
1: bet with you. That, that's, no. What if I
2: lose? You're not going to lose. See, you're trying to reverse You had me last year until I had the perfect weekend. Not doing it. I think that would be I think that would be great. Not we, even could get a chance. we could get that out. Well it's out. not gonna happen. All right, we did have uh we're wrapping this thing up. The I'd like to say a big shout out to the Oxford Police Department. They liked your they like <laughs> the idea about the, <laughs> the uh Santa the uh, Santa Claus. Claus. That'd be funny. Uh we had one come across TikTok that said dress up as a Boy Scout <laughs> um on the square and have to sell uh, a lemonade stand and you have to sell out a lemonade before. But, see, I like this Santa Claus. I like this Santa Claus uh, Boy Scout stuff because, like, if it was Santa Claus, we could charge, like, a dollar for pictures and give the money to charity. We could make a charitable donation kind of thing, and we could raise money for charity. We could do that. Uh, but the Waffle House stuff is everybody's on the Waffle House stuff. What's your feelings on the Waffle House? I, I, I've i just, gotten that 14 times. Yeah,
1: I just don't, I don't really think I could do it. I mean, I end up sitting there for 20 hours. I don't, I'm, I'm just telling you, man. You couldn't I, eat a waffle? 20, 12 of them? No, absolutely not.
2: Dude, I crushed two Saturday after I had the uh, breakfast. No. I could be out of that place in five hours.
1: I don't typically, I, I know you could. I don't typically eat a bite before like 11 a.m. at the earliest.
2: I, I, no, I, I'd get sick.
1: I'm just telling you, I, if I ate all that stuff, I'd get sick. You would be a mental wreck. Oh, I'd, mentally, I'd be destroyed.
2: You'd be on your phone counting calories.
1: There's no question.
2: And going like running 75 miles. Oh, I mean, I would be.
1: Yeah. No, I would. M- my mental <laughs> illness would kick in so strong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. We got to figure something out. We got like two weeks.
1: Yeah. I would be. I would be. I would be on a treadmill 24 to 36 hours later doing like a three hour run.
2: What about. Here's one that says you got to go to the library. Well, it needs to be something around Christmas. We need to get this thing over with. We don't need to drag it out all year. Somebody was talking about the WNBA. Hell, that shit doesn't start till the summertime. We'd be, that'd be a long punishment. Yeah. Go to a bar, drink, and every beer you drink, you get an hour off. Bars be closed.
1: Every beer you drink, you get an hour off the 24?
2: Yeah. But how many bars are open in 24 hours? I mean, not none in
1: Oxford. <laughs> We'd have to go to Vegas again. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody knows this. This is more of a kneel punishment. Play golf until I birdied one. I mean,
2: I, I, I that, that would
1: – how many golf courses are open Ooh. 24 hours?
2: That, that could go on for a while. Dude, I'll tell you. You don't have a bad swing, though. We can get you fixed up.
1: Not to where I'm birdying holes. I mean, you I, just could, have to, I you, could bogey a
2: hole. You just got to hit a green on par three and, and hit a bomb.
1: No, oh, that's it. Yeah, sure. That's
2: it. You can do that. Oh, yeah.
1: Easy. Uh, through a whole day? I don't know. Dude, you've not seen me play golf. It's rough. And yeah, I'm not doing a tattoo. Tattoos are out.
2: Yeah, no tattoos. I'm not doing a tattoo. We'll figure it out. Whichever one. That'd be good.
1: Yeah, and it's got to be something. It's got to be something that we can somehow turn into content for sure.
2: Yeah, so make sure you send it to social media. Uh, DMs are open if you got got suggestions. Hit us with an email um, or in the stream, wherever. Hit us with some ideas. Here's what we'll do. All right, so the week week zero is like a run, uh, practice run, right? It doesn't, we, don't, we don't start counting our record to week one like we did last year. Okay. So when we come into week zero, so we got two weeks, right? Okay. We have to have coming into week zero – Let's find three total punishments All or right. four. It doesn't matter, three or four. And then we'll put out a poll. And then let the fans pick from there. We'll get the to top four, put out a poll. I'm okay, just going to tell
1: pick. you the singing is out.
2: Well, I'm saying we'll pick the four. Okay. So you, you will have agreed to four that you would do. Okay. Or I would do. <laughs> I keep saying that I'm going to be the end up one losing. You watch. No, you won't.
1: No, you won't. Neil, if you, you get inside information that I don't dude, get, you
2: can't say that shit. Have you not been watching all this stuff with Iowa State? We'll be under NCAA investigation. I won't be before the end of the week. No, I won't. I don't get inside information from nobody. I don't know nothing. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't get inside information Stop. on nothing. All right. So here's you are <laughs> No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Charlie Baker will be on my ass. Mm-hmm. All right. So. You got to understand, like, the uh, last year you had me beat, and then you had, like, two weeks that you were super busy, and you didn't even look at your picks. Yeah, no, that's and what killed that's, me. You were ahead. But that's probably going to happen again. No, because you don't have 87 player shows that you're getting 37 cents to do <laughs> to help out, help out a team. <laughs> that's true.
1: Man, do you know how happy I am my Sundays are free? Like, I'm going to do. do 10 Weekend Thoughts.
2: I can get those done by, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So we make can get you the house for for afternoon, Sunday afternoon football barbecue Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Last year, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Be like, hey, Neil. I mean, I literally couldn't do it. Hey, Neil, look. We got four TVs going. We got the grill going. We got the beer so, flowing. So last year,
1: last year, the schedule.
2: Kane, I got to talk about the Mac this weekend. <laughs>
1: last year, the schedule was, uh, I was, I was supposed to talk to Troy Brown at 2 o'clock, Mason Brooks at 2.30, and Davison Enigmund at 3. Okay? Ask me how many weeks... That happened. One. One. <laughs> one. time. Now, ask me how many times I did one at like two, another at five, and then one at eight o'clock. Most weeks. How many I had to scramble and make one up on a Monday and send it to Caroline and go, hey, turn this around now. That happened a good bit. I might never. And, and then ask me how much money did you make off those three shows collectively? <laughs> 38 and a half cents. I mean, never, no half. More. You cut I one made half. a half, cent. I cut a penny Split in half. It? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had to, and then I had to report that to <laughs> old Mrs. Compliance <laughs> Office. It, 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 no, no, never, no, no more. No muss.
2: What is a, Austin says if Tyler loses, his head, he has to do a color run. Where you,
1: your, your body paint and stuff, they put that just, and you go run.
2: The hell's the point of that? Is it, that one we run in downtown San Francisco? No, I mean, I'm sure they have one there, but no, they, this episode brought to you by the Biden administration, 2024, get your vaccine, (laughs) (laughs) even if it kills you, (laughs) but it won't. Well, Nick Rolovich is, Nick Rolovich is coming out of this thing smell like a, smell like a rose, isn't he? Yeah. I'd like to. Still not coaching, by the way. He's a guy I'd like to get on the show. We can probably do that.
1: I mean, I would really, his story, no joke, his story to me is fascinating.
2: I got to get him on. I got to reach out to him. Good dude. Good people.
1: All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks to everybody for uh, being with us. We went off the rails there at the end, but it happens. (laughs) Brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And for clarity, Tyler does not get
2: information. It's just me being sour. Yes, thank right. you. I was you doing, heard that NCAA. They've already tuned out by now. They've was, already got the was, investigators halfway I was, down.
1: I was, doing, uh, I was doing well, and then I wasn't doing well. They're going to look I, and see how many people I, I had
2: sleeping on my couch and all kinds I, of stuff. I blamed
1: it on Tyler knowing what quarterback was and wasn't going to play and things of that nature. But anyway, it's not, it's not inside information if you read it in a newspaper, and I didn't read it. So there you go. All right, we'll wrap it up there. We'll be back on uh, Thursday. I guess we'll talk uh, AFC, NFC East. Whatever else may or may not come west. up, West is it West? We're West. Last okay, one. we're going West. Okay, uh, we'll talk about that. Whatever else may come up, this uh, conference realignment thing—nothing is safe and nothing is safe and locked in stone till uh, August the fifteenth. So keep an eye on that. So,
2: Hard Knocks tomorrow night. Oh, is it tomorrow night? And uh, the Johnny Manziel Untold tomorrow. Oh. Two football things. If you guys want to check it out,
1: okay. So we will talk, talk about those things as well. So, all right. So uh, for Tyler, I'm Neil. Take care.